trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest welcome to talking trash a rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites i'm rob i'm randy and i'm andy and this week we will be opening up the breakfast sandwich showdown with our first of two play-in matches. This week will be the fast food slash chain con- competition between Brugger's, Tim Hortons, and McDonald's. Let's talk about these Sammies, boys. Let's do it. And let's uh, introduce our guest, uh, one of our favorite guests and most popular guests, Chris. Welcome to the show. Popular is darn right. Here I am, trash talking. Chris, about plates. About, about <laughs> breakfast trash. Silky Smooth is back. You know it. They call me Silky Smooth. I think the last time, was the last time that you were on this when we were at Brighton Hots, Chris? Uh, no, there was one in Empire Hots, I think. Oh, yeah. Brighton was my first when we had rancid mac and <laughs> mac salad that Randy Which was, liked. Wasn't too bad. <laughs> Randy now leaves Max Salad out for a week before he eats it. (laughs) So funky, just like our guest, funky and cool. So uh, that was meant to be a compliment. Chris, how about you? uh, We're going to kick things off. We're going to skip the catch up for this week. But would you mind sharing us your breakfast Samstery? Yeah, I I guess breakfast sandwiches, I feel, are much more... um, readily available than trash plates i think like my earliest memory would be going on vacation like we're leaving early in the morning and stopping at mcdonald's and getting the bacon egg and cheese biscuit and you know that was my go-to uh breakfast sandwich bacon egg and cheese biscuit from mcdonald's um but i think breakfast sandwiches have gotten a lot bigger and better lately like diners have them There's, you know, more hometown restaurants, kind of like Hots places that get breakfast sandwiches. So uh, I've expanded my palate and I'm hoping to share some wisdom with you gentlemen today. Excellent. I like how you brought up how um, Hots places do these and we're a Hots, basically a a trash plate, uh, you know, review show and we have none of them on our list. Uh, Well, we're working up to that, right? Isn't that with the bracket? is involved yep definitely so uh (laughs) let's let's move on randy what's what's your uh breakfast samstery i'm kind of new to breakfast sandwiches actually uh just got into them within the past probably like 10 years or so when i was a kid i always went for the um, french toast sticks at burger king or donuts or my number one go-to breakfast was cereal so i was never really a big egg guy um so yeah i think uh honestly my number i don't want to say what my number one is yet save that but i do have a place in rochester that i started going to on the way to work and that's what really got me into breakfast sandwiches and i've been doing it ever since um i think my number one thing i look for in a breakfast sandwich uh, is the eggs and what type of eggs they use. And I know we'll get into that more as we talk about breakfast Sammies. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my history. Nice. Sam's, I, like how... I believe it's a Samstery. Yeah. Sam's Samstery. Sorry. 
10, 10 years means you're relatively fresh to breakfast sandwiches. Oh, I, I'm thinking comparative, comparative to you guys. Rob and Chris started laughing at that, but I kind of agree with Randy. Like my breakfast Samstree is similar. I didn't eat them really before probably college. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess maybe you had like the fast food ones here and there, but yeah, to truly appreciate it. Yeah. I wasn't a big part of my life, but yeah, those guys were giggling at that, but I I know what you're saying, Randy. I mean, as Rob knows, my go-to breakfast was a hard roll in college sometimes with butter. So I never really got into the breakfast Sammies. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this tournament. Very. I think the fact that you ate breakfast while you were in college is something to be proud of. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Randy, you were big on the reverse Atkins, right? All carbs in college, all all carbs, no protein. Yep. That's, that's where you got the nickname grilled hard roll from. (laughs) GHR. Yeah. I, I, I was just going to say my one experience that I used to have for breakfast sandwiches when I was younger was the Chris sandwich. I think I've said it before on this podcast that there was a Burger King right by my middle school. And my mom used to uh, like, w- she would drive me to work because she worked in my middle school. So we would go there every once in a while, like for breakfast. And that was the only breakfast sandwich I'd pretty much ever had. I don't think I ever really got them at McDonald's or anywhere else. So you know, saddens me a bit that the Chris sandwich is not in the tournament, but I've had it since then. I used to love it when I was younger, but they're, they're just not as good as the other, the other places, breakfast sandwiches. So I understand, but uh, from a nostalgia standpoint, I was always a Burger King breakfast guy. But uh, I think if we ever went to fast food, like McDonald's, when we were younger, I would get like the the hot cakes breakfast or whatever. It's like 89 cents and you'd get like two pancakes in it sausage link or something but yeah to truly appreciate the the breakfast sandwich i don't think i became uh someone who really eats them until later on but now they're great it's got all the parts of a great breakfast all in a handheld little to go you know sandwich so uh robster how about you you know i i guess i'm relatively late to the breakfast sandwich game myself i mean it was only probably 20 years ago that i first had my my first one um in actuality, I'm actually, I think right after college, when I started having them uh, at a place that's going to be in the tournament later, Scott's too at the public market, uh, you know, after moving to Rochester, I'd go to the market every week and they did, you know, at that time have the best breakfast sandwiches. I'm kind of, I'm really picky about the bread of a breakfast sandwich. And I think it's the easiest thing to skimp on and, and the easiest thing to screw up. So if I had my choice, I would always get breakfast burritos because you really can't screw up a burrito shell. And I just, for whatever reason, I like the consistency better. So I'm not really much of a breakfast sandwich person, but maybe I am now after our first week. We'll see. Rob, that's interesting that you bring that up because this week we were talking, you know, we were talking about breakfast sandwiches nonstop and texting. And so we ended up grabbing a couple sandwiches, each of us this week, just here and there. And one of the ones that I got was a, a glaring omission from the discussion is the Taco Bell breakfast crunch wrap. It has the hash browns in it. And it, if you get like their sauces, it kind of offers a different flavor profile. And the fact that I didn't think of it, it's kind of lame. I think it, it could have really contended in today's uh, opening round. Chris, what were you going to say about I 100% agree with you, Andy. I drive by a Taco Bell on my way to work every morning, and every single day I debate with myself <laughs> of whether or not I'm stopping at Taco Bell. I, you know, trying to make some healthier choices, but it's still an argument in my mind. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, 
five minutes early today. I have enough time to stop in. I think what saves me is the I leave early enough where the people who are opening Taco Bell aren't always there on time to open the store. More than once I've pulled through the drive-through and no one's there. So I just go to work. But the other honorable mention I would like to talk is Wendy's breakfast is very new and I have heard some wonderful things about it. Um, so, you know, if we're, if we're getting into a, a bracket or a competition of the newest to the breakfast game, uh, Taco Bell versus Wendy's face off for a future episode might be something to consider. I like healthier choices, yet he agrees to be on a podcast where he has to eat three <laughs> breakfast sandwiches in one morning. <laughs> cheat day, Randy. <laughs> What, what I'm what I want to put out there because I think some of our listeners are going to be surprised about we didn't bring up is nobody's um, Sam story dealt with the breakfast sandwich at their school because actually that's probably the first time I saw breakfast sandwiches was it was a thing at our high school um, where you could order a bagel egg and cheese and almost everybody I know used to get them and they looked so good but now they think back and they didn't look nearly as good as the ones that I see nowadays. So I'm guessing if you're listening out there, that's probably at least one person's Sam's. I don't Street. think we had breakfast at my high school. Oh, you didn't? Mm-mm. I never yeah. got it. I think we had like bagels or something, but I don't, I don't mm-hmm. remember like a hot breakfast option. Oh yeah. It was wrapped in, I remember it was wrapped in tinfoil, really cheesy and gooey whenever they'd unwrap it. It looked pretty good. So speaking of cheesy and gooey, Let's start talking about these Sammies, huh, guys? Let's uh, let's begin with Tim Hortons. So how we're going to do this, we're going to each describe what we ordered from that each particular place, give our initial impressions, uh, and then after we go through all three sandwiches, we'll, we'll do a ranking afterwards. So Chris, being our guest, would you like to describe your Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich? Sure thing. I... Like I said earlier, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits my go-to, so that's what I got at Tim Hortons. Um... It was something. It it the the biscuit was very crumbly, in my opinion. Uh, the cheese was pretty good. I liked it because it had a real real egg on it. Um, but overall, I think it, it left me wanting more. Yeah, I I kind of agree. Uh, Andy, what do you think? Well, I, I'm gonna have a real quick question for Chris. Chris, you said. You liked it because it had a real egg. Now, do you say that because it tasted that way to you, or do you say that because they have the big signs that say it's a, their new thing is fresh crack? <laughs> you know eggs? what? I didn't even notice the signs. Okay, I, I liked it <laughs> uh, compared to some of our other sandwiches where the egg did not seem like it was, you know, fresh out of freshly cracked. The Tim Horton one, you know, I I actually for all these sandwiches, little uh, breaking some uh, rules here. I split them all with my wife. Okay, so I did not eat oh. the full sandwich. I do the same thing. Uh, but it was I funny for my the wife. Tim, Go ahead. The, the Tim Hortons one, she took notes too and we talked about it. She said the egg was good, but it didn't seem like it had enough yolk. And my notes said the egg was good, but it was all yolk. So the way we cut the sandwich, <laughs> I got the whole yolk and she got none of it. It was all it's egg like white for shades her. of the chicken sandwich contest we had. <laughs> So, but it was very the the egg was i was happy to see that they had a real egg so i got i went sausage egg and cheese because my entrant into the tournament is wegmans 
and I like their sausage, egg, and cheese. I figure most people get bacon, so I think for the contest, I'm doing sausage, egg, and cheese. So I got a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Um, we entered the McGriddle as a default for McDonald's, so I, we, I took some liberties with my breads. So yeah, I was like, we'll get the biscuit. That's like Tim Horton's best, most exotic option. And then for Brugger's, uh, we'll talk about that later. But I agree, I thought it was dry the biscuit i like the taste of it but it it required too much you know moisture or <laughs> saliva i don't even know like it needed more to to make it actually taste like a good quality moist biscuit um i thought the sausage was fine standard fast food meat and then okay so i guess maybe randy this is the point where we talk about the eggs because you had alluded to an egg conversation at some point looming over this whole thing so they, they have this sign that says new fresh cracked eggs. And they, this means they have, they are switching from scrambled to some version of like a fried egg. And they recently did this at Dunkin' Donuts a few years ago. And I now don't like Dunkin' Donuts because when it comes to like a fried egg, I would want something cooked right then. Now, fresh cracked eggs implies that, but the egg that was on my sandwich was like slimy and rubbery at Tim Hortons. And I'm like, I don't understand if this is what, how this is a more appealing than like scrambled eggs, because those just reheat better. How are they cooking this? That it looks like the whole thing looks like slippery. It looks like a child's toy fake egg to me. And then the yolk is just cooked all the way through. It's to me, it's not appealing. I much prefer the scrambled egg, but I just, I don't know. It's like they fresh crack it and then like microwave it in a bowl of water or something i don't know how they get this look to it it was it unappealing did taste to me. poached more than anything i wonder if that's they crack them and then they they like put them yeah. in a container and boil it to cook it because it didn't it didn't taste like a grilled egg or a fried egg it definitely tasted yeah. like poached randy what are your thoughts on this whole debacle this egg thing um, I'm going to go back. So you said that it needed more saliva. Are you blaming Tim Hortons for that? Or are you blaming your own uh, glands in your mouth for that, Andy? Where do you well, where do you stand on that? Well, I think it's too dry. I think and I saw Rob nodding his head earlier and Chris mentioned it's dry. I didn't know how to put that. Like it's just dry, but someone had already said that. So I was like, what's another way you can say like it just required too much of your own contribution to make this taste like an actual quality baked good you know you could yeah. take a sip of milk or a sip of orange juice too to, to substitute as well but like yeah. if it came with a lemon and you socked on the lemon first really get that mouth moist and then you could eat it it might be better yeah i don't know that that's a step that i'd really want to take <laughs> chris the biscuits were definitely more like very flowery they yes. weren't they weren't like the Grand's biscuits where they're flaky and they, they, you can peel off the layers. They were more flowery, like clumped together yep. and versus uh, like, so they're, they're definitely processed food biscuits, but to me, they're the wrong type of processed food biscuits. Cause yeah. I like the flaky processed food biscuits, not the flowery ones. What makes a good biscuit is the shortening or the fat or the butter, whatever it is the, the fat inside the biscuit makes the biscuit. This biscuit tasted like it had none. Like it was literally flour, um, baking soda, and water. And it yeah, was take just that, Randy. What do you terrible. think of that answer? Well, you know what? Funny thing is, I completely agree with you, Andy. <laughs> when it comes down to it, I thought the exact same thing. Devil's I thought advocate. the biscuit, 
the biscuit was very dry. The, I can't, honestly, as I was listening to you, I can't describe it any other way than how you described the egg was exactly the same for me. I was so disappointed. Uh, I thought it was going to be like you said, a fresh cracked egg. I go with what Chris said. It was probably not cooked on, you know, a flat top with butter and fried like that. Uh, I would definitely never go back to Tim Hortons again for their breakfast sandwich, which is funny because most of the people I asked, uh, what's their go-to breakfast sandwich, they say Tim Hortons, but it's really just because of convenience. It's on the way to work. So I think this hopefully will help them out. Um, because this one again, spoiler was for, for me by far the worst. Yeah, I think that's, and that's what the whole problem is to me is like these places say fresh cracked egg or like, oh, we hit, and then, then they just make these horrible mass produced fried eggs, which I understand that they have to make. But to me, like a scrambled egg, little pouch that they serve at McDonald's that they fold over or whatever, like that just microwaves better than these other things. And I'd rather have that. And I don't know, I'm not a yolk guy, so I'd prefer it mixed in with the scrambled egg. So that's kind of that's kind of my thought on the whole thing, unless you can do it like a diner or a local place that literally will crack the egg for you and cook it on a flat top. It's not quite worth it. And you can't, you know, you, you're not likely to get any run on that yolk, which, you know, I know I'm not a yolk person, but like it, I'd rather even have the, the runny yolk than the solid, just yellow chunk in there. So, all right. Sounds like Tim Hortons did great. <laughs> Well, and, and that's going to what you said, Andy, it's going to be interesting because if you do freshly crack it and we can tell that's going to put that sandwich above all these other microwavable ones, I think, but I don't know. I mean, that's where I'm curious how this is all going to pan out. Rob, you're going to say something. I was going to say, Randy, what did you actually end up getting? And do you have anything else to add to your, your sandwich? I got the exact same. Yeah. I got the exact same thing without some, um, the, the sausage or the bacon. So my sandwiches will always be egg and cheese. Um, and then I'm going to kind of like Andy said, switch up what's the role necessarily. So I did the biscuit also, but I'll be the guy who does just the egg and cheese for people out there who don't do the meat on their sandwich. Well, that's perfect because I'm doing bacon, egg and cheese. So we have all of our bases covered because, um, for me, sausage patties are pretty standard. Like, I don't think I've ever had one that was much different than another one. And they also make me a little nauseous for whatever reason. And I think bacon's kind of harder to do properly. Uh, so that's why I picked bacon because it really is like um, the one element that can kind of really differentiate a great sandwich from kind of a mediocre one. Uh, and I, I got the bacon, egg and cheese biscuit. Again, I have nothing to add. I think the bread is always the most important component. And that thing was dry as heck. It was terrible. Growing up, you know, and going to Tim Hortons, it always felt like I had the best baked goods out of like that in Duncan. And I, I just think over the past few years, it's just gone way too processed, way too just fast foody. And uh, I mean, they used to have like real, you know, porcelain plates and like real mugs that you could drink out of and, and eat off of when you were in this in the restaurant. Um, but now it's it's terrible. I wrote, unlike you guys, I wrote fresh egg pretty good. Uh, so that was probably the best part of my sandwich. I wrote cheese completely unmelted. Like it was just like a piece of just like a craft single, Chris. <laughs> no, mine was way different. My cheese was super melty and that actually made the sandwich. Um, I might be the outlier here, but my Tim Hortons got the highest score. Spoiler alert. Oh, my like head's it. about to explode. <laughs> Not I maybe. cannot believe that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. This is and, be... and my wife is in complete agreement with me. What? We had the exact same rankings and almost... 
uh, we had the exact same scores, except for one of our scores was only a half star off. A hey, real quick, uh, just a quick note for us. We, I just want to make sure that the rules that we determined off air that no one heard, including Chris, is that if the <laughs> guests is insane, then we just count our three scores for the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, I totally agree. Um, but Rob, what, what maybe it's the time of day or, or when you which Tim Hortons you went to? So know? that Randy, what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna go back to what you were saying, Rob. Are, does that kind of make you think to bring some pocket cheese, like you bring pocket butter and melt it a little bit <laughs> I, before you throw it on the sandwich? I always have two singles, one in each of my back pockets, and then I turn on my my seat warmer. And it gets a nice and gooey, so that you're ready to slap that thing they down. Melted. I like that. Um, yeah. This time, <laughs> I had a whole plan of like the order in which and which restaurants I was going to go to, and I ended up going to like TJ Maxx to to look for a polo shirt that I couldn't find on Eastridge. And I looked across the street, and there was a Tim Hortons there. And I'm like, oh, might as well just go to this one. And as I'm in the drive-through, I look like 30 yards to my right, and there's a McDonald's. I'm like, oh, then I'll go to that McDonald's. Um, the one thing I'll say about the last thing I'll say about Tim Hortons. Oh, the bacon was unremarkable for whatever reason. I always think it tastes almost like a Canadian bacon version of bacon where it doesn't have that smokiness that a normal bacon will have. It was just, eh. but as I'm making my order, a sign, I, I saw a sign, a literal sign that said, add a Boston cream donut to your order for a buck, blah, blah, blah. And I hate Boston cream donuts. And when I saw that sign, I'm like, this is going to be bad. And it was terrible. So that's all I got to say. And then the, the one last thing is when I went to McDonald's and parked, it was completely in view of the pickup window from Tim Hortons. And I'm like, the lady who just gave me a breakfast sandwich definitely can see me getting out of my car and buying another breakfast sandwich two minutes later. So it was kind of embarrassing. That's so funny because there's no way that she did like see or remember you, but like in your own head, you're like, she's watching me for sure. She knows it. Definitely. I snuck in, but she, yeah, I feel like she saw me. Rob, I like how you threw in a little taste of the ketchup there. Trying to, trying to let us know you went to TJ Maxx. That was looking, for, looking for a dry fit polo. Couldn't find one. <laughs> that, uh, that pepper shaker finally. Yeah. How was their oh. breakfast sandwich at TJ Maxx? <laughs> Surprisingly good. <laughs> So I think that's that. Anybody have anything that you want to add to the Tim Hortons order? I'd like to comment on the bacon since you brought it up. Uh, I agree. The bacon was very unremarkable. Um, my the bacon that I got was like not very well, not cooked crispy, like how I like it. It was fatty and chewy and overall didn't add anything to the sandwich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I would say my cheese was probably the best part. It was super melty. And that actually added some moisture to the biscuit rather than just my own saliva. I'd also like to point out that my band's name in high school was named the Moist Biscuits. <laughs> I like it. Um, one thing, too, you'll notice if you follow us on Instagram, uh, you'll see I was the one who took the pictures this week. So you'll see my Tim Hortons picture has like the most unmelted, like lamest <laughs> cheese slice that you've ever seen on it. So that's the evidence. Chris, would you like to describe what you ordered from McDonald's? Yeah, we, I was told I was, as part of this uh, competition, we had to go with McGriddles. So I got the bacon, egg and cheese McGriddle. Um, I'm going to be honest with you boys. I hate McGriddles. What? I got it one time by accident a couple years ago. 
Like I said, the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit at McDonald's was always my go-to. One time, I think I said the wrong number, and I ended up getting, or they just messed up the order and gave me a McGriddle. Uh, and I, I think they're gross, and I hate them. And this sandwich was yucky. Just scientific term ranking yucky. Okay. Any, any? Do you want to get more specific, or is that it? Just yucky. Uh, the well, first off, the eggs at McDonald's were very. Was that fake egg? It seems like you pour it like out of the milk carton. Yes. And that was. It was like eating egg flavored styrofoam i when i took a bite of it on its own so that was very gross um the i don't really like sweet things for breakfast i'm not a good i'm not a pancake eater i'm not a french toast eater um gummy bears uh gummy bears in like chocolate bars but like <laughs> like even when we make a classic breakfast classic breakfast for the kids at home i'll have I mean, I'll have pancakes, but I don't put a lot of syrup on it. I'll put like peanut butter on them instead. Or um, I don't know. I don't, I just don't like sweet breakfasts. So the McGriddle kind of made it worse for me. Um, Although I do have to point out the bacon, the McDonald's bacon was the best of the three bacons. This is like listening to an alien to me. I have the exact opposite <laughs> impressions of everything than Chris. It's so funny. But so, so Andy, what are your impressions? <laughs> so do I. I thought it was unyucky. <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa, thought, whoa, whoa, hot take. So the, <laughs> the McGriddle, to me, so like I'll, in the past, like, you know, when I'll, I'll get a breakfast sandwich somewhere, there's times where I'll pour a little syrup on a breakfast sandwich or like a little smear of jelly to give it a little sweet. I like the salty and sweet. So the McGriddle itself is a game changer for me because it adds that sweetness right in there. And it's, it came out in 2003. I looked it up and like I said, it's, it kind of makes it for me because McDonald's has this super salty sausage and if you think of like a sausage McMuffin, like you just get that with cheese. It's like the sausage and the creaminess and those are delicious. So you get this super sweet, you know, little griddle cake with pockets, pockets of syrup. It's like a technological innovation. And other places try and mock it, you know, with like pancake sandwich or waffle sandwich. And I don't know how anyone hasn't cloned this McGriddle yet, but um, the sausage was great, super salty. It's almost like recognizable to me as McDonald's sausage. Maybe that's just because I've had more of these in the past couple of years, I guess. The cheese is great. It's that delicious, allegedly not cheese, fake cheese, McDonald's cheese that you used to hear that Ermid legend about. And I thought the egg was just nothing added, nothing lost because I like a scrambled egg. I, I prefer that. So I thought that was just fine. But you're right. It's a little overcooked for sure. Um, but for me, I don't, it smoked Tim Hortons. So that's kind of a little hat tip towards my rankings. But gosh, the McGriddle, it's just, it's a whole nother level of role compared to that biscuit from Tim Hortons, especially if you like sweets. Yeah. Randy, what did you think? This was my first McGriddle. Never had one before. And I, is it wow. a waffle or is it a pancake? I couldn't really tell. It's a pancake, a, right? A pancake, it's a McGriddle. Right? It's okay. a griddle cake. Well, I had no idea that the syrup was inside it, that it seems like they bake it inside it. Uh, so I thought it was, I thought the 
the McGriddle part was amazing and it added something I've never had to a breakfast sandwich before. And I loved it, but the egg itself, I thought tasted kind of gross. And this is where I was kind of balanced between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the McGriddle part had like a little crispy around the edge. So I was, I ate it on the, in the car on the way to Brugger's cause I wanted to eat it fresh and I housed that thing just, but I think that's just cause of the McGriddle. So this is going to be kind of tough for me, um, to rate because of the good and the bad with it. So Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you and Chris about the egg, um, in its role. So I got, again, bacon, egg and cheese McGriddle. Um, I'll start with the, 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 the McGriddle part, I wrote nice moisture of the pancake question mark. Cause I think this might only be the second one I've ever had. And I said, good syrup taste, the star of the sandwich. Uh, my cheese was melted a little bit. I said, I like the bacon better than the Tim Hortons bacon. I think the egg in its role in the sandwich is fine, but I took a quick bite out of it to see what it tasted like alone. And it was basically just like a sponge. Like it was like a flavorless spongy, definitely fake egg. I think if it was a real fried egg. It might not make it a better sandwich, but that egg definitely the quality was kind of poor, but I, I was, I said it was, I loved the sweet and salty combo of that salty bacon with the sweetness of the syrup. So I was pretty impressed with it actually. I'll say. Yeah. So my, my egg was, I, I really do think it didn't taste good to me. And that's what I'm wondering if I had an egg that tasted good, this thing would be tough to beat for me because of the sweetness of the McGriddle. Andy, what were you going to say? Well, my wife and I were talking and she loves the McGriddle. And it, I was going to say that it, it did receive the most votes when we asked people what the best McDonald's breakfast sandwich was. It, it won that. Second was the biscuit like Chris likes, which I've had. Those are, you know, good fast food, buttery KFC style biscuits. I think you can get there. But I think I mentioned it last episode or maybe just off air, but uh, they have a McDonald's up on the sign. They have a $2 chicken McGriddle. And I've had that a couple of times and wow. you lose that egg. And it's just that little fried chicken piece. And I would, we're going to end up having like a, a round of like, you know, missed opportunities because at Brugger's, they have a specialty sandwich. And Christy and I were talking about that called the farmhouse sandwich. And we didn't really do that because that's, I don't know, almost unfair because it's got like two eggs and special cream cheese and stuff. But like there's some like side menu items that would make for its own good tournament. There's so many breakfast sandwiches, but the chicken McGriddle, it's just a piece of chicken and a McGriddle. It's so good. I might get so, that right after this is they done. put cheese on that sandwich or no just there's just it doesn't come with cheese, I don't think. So is that a breakfast sandwich or is that a chicken sandwich? It's a breakfast chicken sandwich. Okay, because it has the McGriddle on it. Yeah. And speaking of like McGriddles and rankings, I looked up like three best of fast food breakfast sandwiches and it's usually like one or two on these lists, but the, the one that was on there that I wish we could try. Uh, but it, again, it, it's more like the chicken McGriddle was the Chick-fil-A biscuit. That, mm. that sounds awesome to me, but yeah. again, that's not even ex- always a breakfast sandwich just cause it's on a biscuit. Yeah. So, I, so I think this is probably a good point because we're going to be going to a lot of places that we kind of discussed, you got to have an egg on the breakfast sandwich to be part of the competition, right? Yeah. We pretty much said egg and cheese. And then like, mm-hmm. you're going to go egg and cheese and then we're going to pick a meat and, and keep it within the realm of normalcy. And if you go to bagel place, like I'm going to get the bagel. And mm-hmm. if it's at some other place that comes with a hard roll, then I'm going to get that. If you have your choice, like that's where you have a little freedom, but protein, we- egg, cheese, or just egg and cheese. 
me and Randy had a side conversation about this that we, we might bring up later in the show, but it might not happen. So I, <laughs> I don't want to, I know that's very ambiguous. I'm going to leave a it possible tease there. Everybody. There's a potential thing that we talked about that we might talk about again later. Now let's uh, anything else to add about McDonald's guys. Why would you even say that? What does that even mean? <laughs> Just wait. wait to, to find that mention it. Maybe what it is. The, the difference is I thought of it coming up here, but I said, I'll wait till after we record to bring it up. Nope. I want to bring it up in case we might talk about it again later. Awesome. So, uh, so Chris, uh, let's, let's move on to Brugger's. What do you think of your Brugger's order? Uh, so I got the bacon, egg and cheese again with the plain bagel. I'm not usually a plain bagel type of guy, but because we're doing a contest, I wanted to keep things as, um, across the board as, as I could. So I thought going with the plain bagel from Brugger's would be the most equivalent to the biscuit or the McGriddle. Um, and honestly, I think that was a bad choice. And also I did not get it toasted. I don't usually order toasted bagels for breakfast sandwich. And when my wife said, when my wife took her first bite, she like gave me a weird look and says, you didn't toast this. You're an idiot. <laughs> so frankly, I guess you're supposed to toast your bagels for your breakfast sandwiches, which I was unaware of. Did you ask for it untoasted or does it just come untoasted? I think it just comes untoasted. Yeah. I'd really like to know when, when you guys go, definitely tell me if you got it toasted and tell me if it, if it influenced the taste. I think the basic move at Brugger's is they slice the bagel, they put cheese on one side and the meat, which is under or uncooked on the other. And then they put it in one of those Subway ovens. Yeah. That, and that, that was definitely because the, the... So you get an, an element of toasting, but you can ask to get them toasted first. You can ask to get them toasted with butter or cream cheese first too. Yeah. I've never really done that, but... Um, the bacon, I've seen them make the sandwiches before and the bacon, I think, was the most underwhelming of the three stores uh the bacon comes in like a little circle they take it out of a like a saran wrap thing put it in the microwave for a minute and heat it up and then put it on i thought the bacon at brugger's was very underwhelming um it, it as my wife said it was just a non-starter bacon didn't seem like it even mattered and i also believe they used some sort of cheddar cheese instead of American, because it didn't have the American taste. And the cheese actually for um, Brugger's was was uh, not noticeable. And uh, the one plus for Brugger's, though, is two pluses I had, was they definitely used the real egg. And also, I, we couldn't tell if it was from the bacon or if they seasoned their eggs, but there was a good amount of pepper in there. I'm a real pepper hound. So... Ow! there we go so uh that was definitely the plus for brugers they actually got a bonus point because they were the only ones that seemed to add a little extra you know to their sandwich i like that pepper sound effect that's mm -hmm. very accurate that's, that's what my pepper my pepper uh mill sounds like wow. it's almost like you're grinding pepper right here live yeah. to the pod uh andy what did you think of your brugers uh breakfast sandwich um I, this was it was pretty solid uh it didn't stand out to me quite the way like a mcgriddle does as like being being just so different 
I got a five cheese bagel, which I copied off of Rob. He sent me a picture of his and I was like, well, we're getting the McGriddle and I got a biscuit. I'll get a specialty bagel. So <laughs> I went into Brugger's and uh, I was the one in, in parenting. Chris, did you go there? Yeah. So I went probably like an hour and a half after you and I walked in and there was no plain bagels, no cinnamon raisin bagels. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. Um, and they, every person that was like, hey, do you have plain bagels? And they're like, no, sorry, our something was broken. Something in the kitchen was broken. They're like, so we're relying on another bakery to send us bagels. So there was like 20 total bagels in the store. So I got the five cheese because you had gotten it. And I looked and I was like, that looks good. And then like, you know, some lady came in and ordered a dozen bagels. She had to get like four pumpernickel and three jalapeno, just like the craziest dozen bagels you could ever bring to like a get together. So that was just kind of funny, but they were running low and they had to explain it to everybody. Um, the best bite of food I had the whole day was <laughs> the cheese that had like spilled off the side of the bagel and like fried on the pan or whatever. That was delicious. So best bite was from Brugger's, but I wasn't super impressed with the sausage. It looked like it had like little bits of red pepper in it and stuff, but it just tasted normal. I actually thought, took a bite of a, a second breakfast sandwich that I got for my sons and, and they were just eating the components of it, you know, but the bacon was way better than the sausage. And which is funny because Chris said it wasn't that good. Um, I thought that it was a better, much better quality egg than Tim Hortons for both being like fresh eggs. But to me, it, it's still just, you get that one bite of yolk and I don't like it, this, you know? So I'm always a scrambled guy said that before, but, uh, I thought the cheese was a good compliment. I kind of like cheddar, Chris, and I agree. It wasn't super American-y, but I understand if people prefer always wanting American cheese because it's such a breakfast sandwich. I'm just saying, like, my slice of cheese seemed like it was almost too, you know, when you, like, melt cheese too much and it turns, like, solid because all the moisture of that out of it? Yeah. That's like what the mine Like was. the thing it, on the bagel that I like. flavor. <laughs> so... Okay, that's that's interesting. It's funny. So, Andy, you brought up the the sausage, look, you know, being kind of lame. While I was there waiting for my sandwich, I did see them like pull out a like a like a plastic bin full of all those sausages, and it looked like just the most processed, just garbagey sausage. Um, I did not see the bacon discs that that Chris is alluding to. Um, I'll wait until I share my sandwich to give my impressions of what I thought of the bacon. Randy, what do you think of your sandwich? So when I went to Brugger's, um, I got in there and I was overwhelmed by the amount of choices because they have an insane like list of all the different types of breakfast sandwiches you can get. So I called Rob yeah. up just checking to make sure I wasn't allowed to get the brisket one because that one looked awesome. There was also a sriracha is this honey the thing? one. Is this the thing we were going to talk about? No, not yet. Uh, not yet. Gosh, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I went with egg and cheese again, so I didn't know what bagels. So I asked the guy, what does he recommend? And he said, any of them are good. Everything is really good there. And then the baker popped her head out and put her arms up and said, yeah, that's because of me. So there was like a fun vibe <laughs> in this Brugger's. This was the one off of Goodman. Uh, and so I went with the, I ordered the Asajo bagel and he said, it's Asiago. So I messed that up. Uh, and then he, uh, he gave me, he didn't give me the option of toasted. He gave me the option of one or two eggs. So I went with one egg. 
Um, and uh, then I ate it at home and I thought it was really good. I thought that the ratio of egg to cheese, which I got cheddar and it was very melted to bagel and the bagel is really soft was like my type of breakfast sandwich. I thought that taking each bite just felt good. It tasted good until I bit something crunchy. Um, and I thought it was maybe a hard piece of cheese. And so when I took it out of my mouth, it was little pieces of eggshell. Oh no. So I don't know you how know it was a real egg then. It yeah. was a real egg. That's what, that's what Laurel said. <laughs> um, so I don't know how to factor that in. Without the eggshell, I thought it was really good. I actually didn't really like the Asiago bagel I got, but I know I could get different kinds. Um, so this one and the McGriddle are going to be tough. The only thing I'm thinking is that this one, I think, will hold up better against some of the other places. I was very surprised how good Brewers was. I've gone to Brewers at least 100 times in my life, and I don't remember their bagels being that soft. So maybe I just got a really fresh one, but I thought it was really, really good, actually. Rob? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I got the, you know, as Andy alluded to, the five cheese, uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. I, unlike Chris, I thought the bacon was awesome. I said the bacon has a smoky flavor, definitely better than the other two. Real egg covered with pepper. I'm also a pepper hound like Chris. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, great chew to the bagel. I said it was amazing chew. Uh, and I said all elements at the top of their game. And I mean, I haven't been to Brugger's probably in over 10 years. So it's been a very short time, you know, if we're, if we're going by the decade being not a lot of time, um, from earlier in the show, but one thing I, I did, I, I got there maybe at around 11 and it was packed. So I walked in, saw a line to my left, got in line waited in line for about three minutes, then looked to my right and realized I had cut like seven people and they were all too polite to say anything to me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut all of you. And then they were very, they, they were glad that I noticed and apologized. And then I got in the very back of the line and it was a, I mean, there must've been like 20 people ahead of me. So pro tip, get the Brugger's app. If you're going to order a sandwich from there, because people are just kind of popping in and grabbing the finished ones off the table. Um, meanwhile, we all had to wait, but I thought it was great. I had no eggshells in mine. I was, I was actually like Randy, I was very surprised at how much I liked the bagel. I, I really had low expectations for it, but it was good. Rob, I, and it's funny to hear you say that. Cause I know what you were thinking about Brugger's when we brought it up as putting in the competition, you did not think this place would hold a candle to some of these other places. So that's no, why I this is good. Right. That's why I think this is a good competition is we're putting in places that you might not think are good, but you know, end up being pretty good. Yeah, I, I would agree. So um, anything to add about any of the sandwiches before we start ranking them guys? Okay. I, I'm just, I'm kind of bummed that two of the three sausages were not good. I'm like, I kind of want to just get bacon, <laughs> but I want to be like, that's funny you to say that, Andy, because I'm feeling the exact opposite that I was like, I'm totally going to get sausage from here on out because <laughs> all of these bacons were just terrible. As you play along <laughs> every week from home, Chris, are you yes. going to participate? <laughs> As I'm eating my own breakfast sandwich that I purchased to, to see if it, I agree with your rankings on the shows that I'm not on, but you know. Yeah, you know, we only have about four people that like to come on the podcast, so <laughs> you'll be back. <laughs> So um, how we're going to do this is we are going to each give our ranking and 
first place, uh, getting one point. And so the, the chain or the restaurant with the lowest score will move forward. So Chris, would you like to give us your first place ranking for your sandwich? First place for Chris, Tim Hortons, three and a half stars. Okay. We're not doing that for our rating, but thank you. Um, yep. that Rob, you mean we're not putting Tim Hortons as first place. Correct. Cause that's insane. Um, <laughs> what, what was your second place? Uh, my second place Brugger's bagels, three stars. Okay. Yep. We're not doing stars again. Uh, and that would mean <laughs> that McDonald's is your third place. McDonald's third place, two and a half stars. Okay. I mean, once again, we're not doing that for the rating, but I do appreciate the effort on that. Um, I need to have some sort of ranking score in my mind. Okay. So, this is so all- I went with stars. Chris is also used to our old ranking style where yeah. you kind of just own, come name. I, I was going to go with yeah. hours on the clock, but I wasn't sure if you guys were still doing that at all. <laughs> okay. Very good. Uh, Andy, what was your first place? The exact opposite ranking. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's so- <laughs> was a runaway winner for me. Okay. Brugger's was closer to McDonald's than it was to Tim Hortons and Tim Hortons was a runaway loser for me. Okay. Sounds good. Rob, Great. I think you should go next. Okay. Um, Brugger's was the far and away number one for me. Uh, McDonald's second and Tim Hortons for me third. Okay. This was tough for me. Uh, Tim Hortons for sure third. Yes. Um, what I'm trying to decide is which has staying power um, and which one would I definitely get again? And I'm guessing I'm not going to have eggshell and Brugger's again. And I would I would definitely crave that over McDonald's. So I'm going Brugger's number one. And because I just feel like McDonald's, that egg was not good. I really would not want to eat it again. And that's the tough part. There was really nothing bad about Brugger's besides the eggshell. So I'm going Brugger's one, McDonald's two, Tim Hortons three. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, I think the eggshell was kind of an anomaly. I don't yeah. see that being a, a common thing. Three, four. But Randy also likes rancid mac salad. So you can't really. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings our ranking Brugger's with a total of six points, making it first place McDonald's eight points in second and Tim Hortons clearly the loser. Um, I, I think I might've done my math wrong. Andy, what? Oh, I definitely did the math. Yeah. Wrong. It's 10. Cause Chris liked Tim Hortons. It wasn't all you had it as all last place. It was just you were, three. But again, lab. Chris is insane. So we're not going to take that <laughs> into consideration. It's you a gotta, clear 12. If you want a breakfast sandwich, you got to get to the place early when the breakfast staff is working. You go to a place at 11. Yeah. Rob, they're not going to know how to make a breakfast sandwich. Speaking of getting places early, there was a sign at Tim Hortons that said, I don't know if it's just tomorrow or all week, but they're giving away free breakfast sandwiches from five to seven in the morning. And I'm like, not even worth getting up for it. I would absolutely reject a free breakfast sandwich from Tim Hortons. I want to pay for a donut and say no to the sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Rob, we should, I don't know if you said this, um, we should just explain how you added the points up. So they're not confused at the least amount of points became the winner so it was pretty much if uh whatever place they came in you gave them that many points so like Brugger came in first they got one point so that means the lowest point team yeah Brugger's Brugger's won with two first place spots and Mm -hmm. two second place uh, spots for a total of six yep and that's how we're gonna do it from now on so Randy shall we reveal our secret conversation now if you want to no let's (laughs) let's reveal 
if you're going to reveal the secret conversation. And if you are, we'll do that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead, Rob. Just, just give the gist and say, well, we can discuss off air. Am I so- off the podcast? <laughs> yeah we're are you taking me Chris. over andy from here on out <laughs> whoever ranked tim hortons the highest was winning the you third need spot insanity, inject some insanity into this pod <laughs> so what so when randy called me this morning i was asleep woke me up out of a dead sleep and we briefly talked breakfast sandwiches and he asked me if we if he could get the farmhouse brisket one and i said with I, I had the hunch that Brugger's well, at least I mean for me it was far and away the best sandwich so I thought it was going to just win so I said maybe when it moves forward if we go to you know if we go to one of these places like the bodega that offers like interesting combos maybe give Brugger's a shot with one of the specialty sandwiches so that it's at least playing up to the competition Andy next so it, it but so Brugger's won and it will it will be facing Village Bakery next and that's a high-end place so I think we've got our standard under the belt yeah, the standard at Village Bakery is going to be good, anyways, because it comes with some like aioli or you know like fancy cheese or whatever. So I think it's fine. Maybe I'll get get the farmhouse. That makes me laugh. I had a whole sheet of Brugger's coupons, and I cut one out, and I was like, I'm just throw the rest of these out. The McGriddle was amazing, and now I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go dig them out of the recycle bin. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this podcast right now. <laughs> Well, I think we, so. We went to the brewery yesterday, uh, and I think I said something about like, "Oh, you know, I I think I might get the Brewers app." And like, one of you guys is like, "Why would you do that?" And I want to be like, "Because I might need it for next week, like for the next competition. It might make sense." So, and and so I had a whole conversation about how we're doing this going forward um, with a uh, with somebody else, and I said in my mind the goal of this competition is to give Rochester whoever listens to this a good idea of, Hey, if I want to get a breakfast sandwich, where should I go? And so if we go to some of these places that have like really interesting ones that sound good, I don't think it's a bad idea to get those. I know it's going to throw off the consistency and scientifically speaking, it's not necessarily scientific how we're doing this, but it's also like giving people an idea of where to go. Chris, what's up? Scientifically speaking, it's not scientific. The people who follow this podcast are really into our scientific and exacting method of, of rating and reviewing things. Well, they might be like yucky. I know we are trying to make this more consistent, but. No, but I think you're right, Randy. And I think the, the big thing here was that these, like these chain restaurants, we kind of wanted to be standard because mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you're right. When you go, when you go local, you have, yeah, like. I, the the menu rob mentioned that place bodega i follow them on instagram and like you know even just their standard is like maple thyme seasoned bacon and you know or you can get like the double ham and i've had their ham sandwich there and it's like a slice of easter ham you know it's this huge honking thing so that's not going to compare to like the super processed round circle piece of bologna ham you get at probably a Brugger's or something so yeah get that farmhouse next time and, and go nuts. Enjoy that peppered cream cheese. If we treat this like a true competition, we want each place to bring its best. And it means yeah. I don't have to get sausage every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Andy, it's a so free win for you now. <laughs> like, and, and I think Randy's exactly right. Like if somebody were to come to town and they'd be like, what's the best breakfast sandwich? I'd be like, oh, go to this place. They have this crazy sandwich that has this, this, and this. I wouldn't be like, oh, go to this amazing place, but get a plain lame breakfast sandwich that 
that doesn't really go to you're gonna tell someone just go to mcdonald's and get a mcgriddle if they come yes (laughs) but the rochester mcdonald's you know i think our thinking was that it's the fast food fallacy that we all you know like in my head tim hortons is a good breakfast sandwich and it's different than the others because it's got this buttery biscuit and it tastes like the eggs have like almost like this savory flavor to them and the cheese is creamy and it's like well now i'm like i think it's just because it's the best of the three terrible places that you know or whatever that i used to go to um so i don't know it's we but i feel like fast food has to have one place at the table which is why we did the play-in game and i'm guessing they'll get smoked by one of the really high-end places but we'll see but and i also i was thinking about this a lot i thought it was kind of interesting that breakfast is one of the more original meals to do something where you're doing a competition because most people on the way to work, they stop at fast food. If they're going to go out for breakfast or lunch and dinner, I'd say you've got more time to kind of sit down and do things. So when I talk to people about what's your favorite breakfast sandwich, almost everybody was like, well, what's my favorite or what's my go-to? And usually their go-to is not what their favorite is because you don't have enough time. So I thought that was kind of an interesting twist based on, you know, when we do plates, it's not like that at all. Now I wonder what Chris's rankings would be if he was able to get the bacon, egg and cheese biscuit at McDonald's. And if I was able to get the chicken McGriddle, honestly, I guess McDonald's still would have won for me. After after today, I don't I don't really know if I'm ever going back to any of these places. <laughs> I was so disappointed. They all like kind of tasted the same. Um, maybe Brugger's because they had a bagel, but I'm not a big. I never really get bagel sandwiches. If I'm getting a bagel, I'll just do cream cheese. But I was just genuinely disappointed in all three of these breakfast sandwiches and especially disappointed in the bacon game of these places. I made a note that said I was both excited and disappointed in today's experience because I thought Tim Hortons was good and it stunk. I feel like I've been living a lie. And I agree. Even though I had Tim Hortons ranked highest, it was but at the same time it has me excited for like custom made to order good local even just like like a bagel place that's you know just actually griddles up the bacon right there you know Mm -hmm. at least you know that's going to be good as opposed to actually you know it's funny chris i watched them make my son i bought them a second sandwich and had bacon on it and they didn't have circles he was like laying down individual strips of bacon oh really how bizarre that Maybe Either they've the, changed how the they do their bacon. Brugers but... has different <laughs> bacon. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think this is the floor. This was the the three that we weren't really certain about anyways. And even they were okay. And I think, Randy, you're also right that breakfast is such a functional meal that people get it without thinking and without actually like, you know, they're not expecting anything good. So hopefully we, we come across some good suggestions. Does anyone... I ate almost three whole breakfast sandwiches. I had like two thirds of each of the three plus a bite of the other one would have bacon on it and a bite of a donut that someone in my family got. And I was just like, I actually don't feel that bad. I was shocked. (laughs) I I felt gross all morning. (laughs) I still, we, I, like I said, we went out pretty early, ate them by 9.30. So we're done with them by 10. Um, I've felt just greasy all day. I'm a little it's, nervous for the, the Wegmans mechanic. Two o'clock now, and I, like, I'm, not, I'm not hungry at all. 
my stomach just doesn't feel like it's sitting right <laughs> I, and i don't i don't know if it's the mcgriddle like or or if it's the breakfast sandwiches or if it's just it's tim hortons chris i won't stand for this unfounded bashing of the mcgriddle that's I'm, really no, no, I'm, I'm i'm straight up saying the mcgriddle is disgusting and, so, and caused me to feel this way so so chris i i honestly i'm thinking how do i get the mcgriddles home so i have like a stack of them so when i make my eggs in the morning i can make my own breakfast sandwiches with the mcgriddle pieces like do they sell frozen you can buy just a plain mcgriddle i've at mcdonald's i've bought a plain biscuit they're like 99 cents so I'm assuming you, you could get a sausage McGriddle or a chicken and just take the meat right out. Take of the meat just, right yeah. off. I've looked up how them. to how to make a homemade McGriddle, and the most common thing that comes up is like you have to essentially like freeze or like cook maple syrup until it turns into like shards, and then you, as you're cooking the pancake, you have to break it and put the shards in. I'm like, no one's gonna do this. <laughs> no way. Just go to McDonald's. Yeah, that's <laughs> just make. So to make your own McGriddle, couldn't you, if you were making it like a pancake, you'd have to make your pancakes extra fluffy. And then when you put the pancake on the, you know, the, you put it in the pan and one side gets cooked. Couldn't you drop a couple pieces of like drips of syrup in it? And then right, when you, right before you flip happens. it. It like runs everywhere and burns uh, and stuff. So that's why you have to have it be solid. So it then melts within the cooked top. That makes so it doesn't caramelize and it'll stay. I probably freeze them, like take a little dropper and just do little yeah. droplets on a piece of parchment, freeze Again, the, though, the syrup. Just go to McDonald's for like a dollar, you get them. Yeah, it's another option <laughs> yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so I, I think that was a good, a good overview and a great start to the competition. Um, we're going to move on to uh, one of the segments that we teased in our last episode, and that is Max's email response to us after his visit to Rochester. So uh, Max did write a pretty long email, which was awesome. And we really appreciate it, Max. And he also wrote a review on iTunes for us, which was awesome. Unless there's another Max who also likes the podcast, who's also originally from England, which I don't think that is true. Probably the same Max. Um, I'm going to read some excerpts from his email, uh, mainly the ones that are reviews of local Rochester places. So here is from Max's email. So he said is for plates. He had to go to Tahoe's, right? I didn't. I think we arrived too late on Saturday to get to Tahoe's. I mean, Tahoe's, sorry. Which I only realized once we got to Rochester. Otherwise, I would have set off from Chicago earlier. But I was dead set on Dogtown. And it did not disappoint. Um, then he talked about how the podcast prepared him. He knew to get a split plate, home fries, mac salad, and baked beans with everything. So that was... That was great that we gave him that, that info on the, the, the split plate. And then from first bite to last, I was grinning ear to ear. It was an experience. All right. Also we had hot dogs because when in Dogtown, right? Uh, we were leaving early-ish on Sunday morning. So not too many places were open, but the angry goat was this felt a bit of a rogue move as there was no angry goat episode to rely on for guidance, but it featured on a number of lists of the best plates. Plus it was close to where we were staying overnight the plate itself was good, albeit very different from the Dogtown one. A far classier plate, it felt. Certainly more of the gourmet experience the menu promised. The garlic on the garlic parm fries came through nicely, as I recall, which is a real plus for me as I'm a garlic hound. Ow! The, the max salad was solid and the herbed goat cheese was really what made it distinctive. 
it definitely didn't feel like a classic plate. Not that I've had much uh, of a barometer for plates, but I could tell in the moment that this wouldn't be at all comparable to Tahu's or many other of the plates I'd envisaged. Great use of the word envisaged. I like it. Uh, at fourteen twenty-five for the plate, it was also a little more pricey than the other plates on the best of lists. But as you may recall, this was a one night in Rochester for for me, so I was willing to splurge a little. Particularly given everywhere uh, everywhere else was shut down, and I wasn't I sure wasn't leaving Rochester having eaten only one plate. I love that. <laughs> He's there for twenty-four hours and two plates. That is dedication. Um, also, they had fish and chips on the menu. And I do my best to try that wherever I go, being English. I find myself drawn to it and disappointed most every time. But Angry Goat did pretty solid. Um, final note on the Angry Goat, I washed it down with a beer from the other half. I didn't realize they had a brewery space near Rochester until listening to this episode. Sorry for the late email. Uh, I think I'd have ventured out there had I known. I really do like their beers. Um, and then he kind of went into the breweries and talked about how he and his girlfriend went to Swiftwater. Um, to this day, my girlfriend and I still talk about Swiftwater again, to refresh your memory, um, Max came to Rochester over the summer and we did not respond to him until a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So, um, this actually is far from his trip. Um, some of their beers were just sensational. Like, Whoa, how have I never heard of these guys before? The operation was smooth for COVID, which was great. We ordered in advance. Uh, they popped the beers in the trunk and we went on our merry way. Of course, had I gone into the tap room, had a beer or two, I'd have likely filled my entire trunk with beer. It was that good. Uh, on Saturday night before Dogtown, we went to Nine Maidens to wet the whistle. Solid, although I wouldn't necessarily hurry back. It had a nice vibe, and it was also fun to walk along East Avenue University to get a feel for Rochester. What a delightful place. It really wasn't just the plates that exceeded expectations. What a lovely architecture. Uh, another unexpected surprise. Um, so that's overall uh, Max's review of Rochester. Uh food and, and brews. And, uh, we're, we're glad we were able to, uh, give you some guidance on, on what to order. Another reason to do the national chain playing round for our international and far away national fans like Max who can yeah. play along for this round. Yeah. We do have an international fan base. That's true. <laughs> sort of. Um, <laughs> so, so if you'd like to, to have us read an email or respond to any of your, uh, questions you can email us at talking trash rock at gmail.com that's talking t-a-l-k-i-n trash rock r-o-c at gmail.com and the instagram is the same at talking trash rock and that's it yeah <laughs> and then we'll be posting pictures uh for the the breakfast sandwich competition as we go chris uh do you have any peeves or plugs you'd like to share with our audience I'll plug uh, Castbringers. Randy and I have a second podcast or a first podcast for me. I guess Randy's alternate Whoa. podcast. Uh, Castbringers, bunch of epic nerds talking about epic nerdiness. Check it out. Max, you can always be a castanet. We are always recruiting. <laughs> Excellent. Great, great podcast uh, for sure. Andy, any peeves, any plugs? Uh, I'm just going to keep plugging the uh, breakfast sandwich showdown so we have another play-in game but our guest uh johnny is unavailable until the next week so the next episode that we're going to record and share after this one is most likely going to be scott's two versus Ooh. balsam bagels 
And that's on the same bracket as the playing game we just did. So on this side of the bracket, it's Scott's two and balsam bagels. And then village bakery is slotted against now Brugger's. So that's on one side of the bracket. So we're going to play another one on this side and then we'll go jump to the other side of the bracket to do the playing game with Johnny uh, two weeks from then. Uh, so we have yet to discuss or secure our guest for Scott's two. Could be someone named Scott, that would be great, or someone who voted for Balsam Bagels. But again, Chris, keep your phone handy. <laughs> I'm pointing at myself emphatically. <laughs> Excellent. I'll do I'll do this whole side of the bracket. Okay. Uh, Randman, any peeves, any plugs? I do have a peeve, and this has to do with Brugers. So I used to go to Brugers probably once a weekend uh, when we used to live near Monroe Ave. And I used to go and get their orange juice there. Um, they had it in clear plastic cups that you could take out. Uh, and I thought it was like really, really good. And it said fresh poured orange juice. And I was like, I love orange juice. That's fresh. Um, fresh poured. Does that mean they just took it out of a container and poured it in a fresh way? Rob, JK. once again, jumping into the, uh, the story and ruining the punchline. That's two for that's two out of our last three podcasts, Rob. Nice job there. Sorry. So yes, it ends up being fresh poured from a Tropicana carton that I saw them do eventually. Um, and I got tricked, like I'm sure hopefully other people did, not just me, because I thought it was fresh squeezed and I never really noticed it said poured until later on. And then I got extremely upset, uh, just to myself. I didn't say anything to anybody, but yeah, they tricked me pretty bad. So when I went today, I wanted to see, do they still have those signs up and they don't. Um, so good news. It's no longer fresh. Well, it's probably fresh poured, but they don't try to play it off as fresh squeezed. Again, differences in Brugger's mine had bottles of simply orange today. Well, they actually, they had that and they had the clear plastic ones oh, okay. that they printed out like a nutrition label to put on too. Okay. Is simply so. orange an orange drink or an actual juice? It's juice. Okay. Sorry, Randy. I did not mean to ruin your peeve. Uh, I'm done weighing in on your peeves. Uh, any plugs? Um, no, just uh, just that peeve. Right so now. Dis despite being uh, hoodwinked by the Brugger's Corporation in the past and getting a massive bite of eggshell, they still got Randy's number one ranking. He must have hated McDonald's and Tim Hortons so much. I think it's a sign of how unbiased this competition is. It's uh, We're taking it very seriously. I mean, I did see the actor that played Candyman there years ago, so that kind of boosts Ooh, up Brugger's a little bit. it out. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, I have a couple peeves uh, and a couple plugs. So. Talking. Peeves, number one, daylight savings time. It sucks. Biden, cancel it, man. Let's just let's just get rid of daylight savings time. Just pick one time and stick with it all year. And my other peeve is almost on the Castanet side. Um, the movie The Midnight Sky starring George Clooney on Netflix. It's a sci-fi dystopian film, and it is terrible. I could not get through it. I watched over an hour into it and I'm like, I don't care what happens to any of these people. I hope the end of civilization happens in this movie because they are the worst. So that movie, very bad. Couple plugs. One is Calabrian Chilies in oil, which you can buy at Wegmans. 
near the like the roasted red peppers. They're delicious. They have this great spice to them and great flavor. You could put them in eggs. You can put them in anything. Um, just a really great. Can you flavor. put them on a breakfast sandwich? Absolutely. I would recommend it. They are they are so good. Um, I've been just munching on them, and also Malden flaky sea salt. It's a great salt to just kind of finish stuff with. Um, I could see getting a, a hand cut donut and just sprinkling it on there. Uh, it, it's, I was looking for flaky sea salt over the weekend and I went to the salt area, like in the baking aisle and they, they had nothing. And I was kind of worried I won't be able to find it. And then I went to the international aisle at Wegmans uh, for the United Kingdom and they did have Malden flaky sea salt. So I highly recommend it. It has a great like irregular texture. It's not as salty as a lot of other salt. So it's a great thing just to kind of finish on top of something. So shout out to, to Max UK yes. section of the Wegmans. Exactly. Exactly. It'd be a good way to finish off fish and chips, a little uh, dusting of Malden. So the way you started that was like, it sounded like an old, like 1920s radio commercially, like Malden flaky sea salt. <laughs> <laughs> I like to sprinkle it on my donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that yes, that's, that's that. So. Awesome, guys. Uh, I think this is a, a great kickoff episode to this breakfast sandwich competition. So listen next week as we do another episode. So keep keep eating trash. Trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob Andy and randy and sometimes a guest that's that's the end i don't know uh, randy said we should do like a call sign thing and that's <laughs> cool oh hold on but time out this is coming from chris whose end of castanet sign is what was it this past keep week on casting no keep on casting but this week it was something about glitter i think so i don't know Call signs are tough. I think they're tough at the end, or you know, uh, not a call sign, but call like sign a, is like maverick. Yeah, no, yes. not a yeah, not a call sign, like uh, a uh, sign, sign off. off. Yeah, like a sign off type thing. Yeah, keep on casting. <laughs> no, wait, we cast. No, they're the listeners. They just listen. Keep on <laughs> listening while we cast. Keep eating trash is pretty good, Rob. I'm sure. I think so. Good. I think it's weird. Keep eating trash. Eat that trash. Keep eating trash. Okay, so we're going to cut this last section off, right?